fellow quarantinos, it's time for our Q&A for another trigger-proof transmission. Trigger-proof transmission, day five, Q&A portion in the evening. It's evening here in Vancouver. You can see the sun starting to set and the days are starting to get longer here. The days are getting shorter down under with my friends in New Zealand. Jackie, Jacqueline, I see you. Leslie, I see you as well. By now, those of you who've been following along are probably either, I don't know, we're getting to know each other quite well, aren't we? We're, uh, it's now been day five in quarantine. It's so weird. Uh, I've been walking around the city, uh, social distancing. It's so interesting how everybody's so different. What's it like for you? Have you guys, where are you? Are you, are you locked down where you're at? Let me know. I want you to, you, you to tell me. What's it been like? When you walk around, what's it been like for you? Um, yes, everybody's kind of self-isolating and the restaurants now, you're not allowed to eat in the restaurants. You can only go in and take out. That's what I did. I decided I'm just going to walk, keep a distance from people, get outside. It was a beautiful day in Vancouver. And every time I pass somebody and literally everyone's going like this, we're generally all walking into a culture of fear. Fear is the predominant um, emotion that's happening everywhere. The collective nervous system, and I'm going to keep pointing to that, this is my anchor right there, this little vision of the planet Earth from the moon. I want you to continuously, part of regulating your nervous system is to continuously again and again and again get yourself to that vision. Observe yourself from that perspective. It's very healthy thing to do. It's a dose of reality. It's kind of like a divergent view of yourself. You know, uh, in our egocentric way, constantly thinking that the universe revolves around me until I wake up, awaken and observe myself from what I call an overview perspective. And lo and behold, I'm just part of a whole. And this whole is collective is going through um, crisis. And the crisis equals danger plus opportunity. And there's a real danger. I completely underestimated it. I uh, have gone out twice in 10 days with my kids. People feel tender, vulnerable, wishing for old days. Mm. Amazing point. Wishing, wishing the old days. I'll be honest, I feel like I'm still struggling. Guess what? Here's the pro promise I have for you, Laura. The fact that you're here... My commitment on every transmission, trigger-proof transmission that I do, is that you enter the field of my conversation, <clears throat> which is all done with my regulated nervous system. So I'm bringing you to my level of regulation and reminding you that your tone of nervous system has an impact on the people around you energetically. And this isn't woo, this is fact. When you walk into a room and you look at your child's face, you can feel that they're dysregulated. You feel it. You see it. You know that they're either in dorsal vagal shutdown, which I shared on, on the previous transmissions. If you haven't jumped in, please go back and keep watching. Just put, just 
tune out everything and just listen to these types of this type of content that brings you here. You're, they're in dorsal vagal sympathetic. My nervous, my, my commitment to you is that I'm going to completely dedicate myself to my work that I teach other people. I'm going to literally do my best to walk my talk. I mean, I have no other choice. I'm bored regardless. I'm, I don't have any other distractions except to 100% dedicate myself to this vision, which is to resonate my nervous system to the point where I feel completely safe, completely uh, in a space of um, possibility. And I'm not saying I'm always there. I'm saying I know how to bring myself back. I know the work it takes to come back. And the work is an integration of neuroscience. It's about 20 years of mind-body uh, work facilitating uh, you know, the healing transformations and um, uh, facilitation of healing of people, of 10,000s of patients over the last 20 years, and now studying at length, at ad nauseum, human behavior, my, the mind-body connection, coming up with this one integrated distilled methodology with one promise. And that one promise is the ability to take chaos and crisis and turn it into opportunity. Because you've taken chaos and crisis in your nervous system, which is basically an expression of your nervous system, and simply by regulating it, you have the power to actually take all of that fear, alchemize it into inspiration, and service that's what's possible you have this opportunity and we it's reproducible you can do this and then what happens is you now can turn around and like make an impact on other people the only thing that's in the way of you really learning how to regulate that nervous system is this here's what it is it's that unfeeling that's that pre-existing background feeling of a lack of safety that always was there, but you were too fucking distracted doing, doing, being busy to actually notice. It was there before. Can you, can you kind of own that? Can you see that? Justine, it's in New York City. Yeah, it's closed. You can see that, right? Here's, here's why this is important. I'm going to tell you why this is important, and I'm not saying this to scare you, because what's my commitment? That every time you spend time with me, you feel, you leave feeling your heart opened. But that doesn't necessarily mean hiding or digging my head in the sand. From credible sources within medicine, because I have friends in high places, Apparently, this thing is highly contagious, and it's going to get a lot worse before it gets better. They're expecting. Here's why. Here's here's why I'm what I'm sharing. They're expecting that the state of California, okay, which is 40 million people, that 50 percent will contract COVID-19. 50 percent. That's 20 million people. That's over half the population of fucking Canada will have it. And out of those, there will be deaths, around a million deaths. Okay? Now, is Nima saying this to scare you? No. I'm saying this to, 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 to prepare you 
for the fact that as this goes on, things are actually going to get worse in the people around you. There will be more freaking out. There will be more danger. There will be more crisis. And there will be more opportunity. But only the, 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 the determining factor, what, whether I see crisis, whether I see danger, or whether I see opportunity that's regulated, is my nervous system. And I'm already seeing huge opportunities, not just for myself, but for people who want to lead. There is a huge opportunity with people with the backbone, the resilience, the commitment, the courage. This is the key. You have to have courage. This is not a game for those who lack courage. And by the way, I want to say courage means that you have to have fear. I had somebody call on, on, a, on a call with me earlier. They said, I want to be fearless. I'm like, fuck that noise. I'm incredibly fearful. I'm scared. But courage doesn't happen without actual fear. You can't have courage without fear. Courage doesn't mean the absence of fear. Courage means having fear and stepping into a leadership role. I have fear about stepping up and claiming to be an authority here. I have fear about, you know, people. Um, saying, who are you to be making this? I had the same imposter syndrome. Every single time I level up, every single time you level up, the devil comes up. It's just part of the game. I've just learned how to dance with the dark passenger. That's what this is all about. This is all about having you learn how to dance with your dark passenger. It's good to have you. I want you to tell me where you're, uh, where you're signing in from, where you're tuning in from. Engage, and there's a reason why. If you engage with me, your prefrontal cortex is actually activating with the conversation. You're present rather than in your head somewhere else or having a bag of popcorn and just watching. This is not the only way that you're, a, you're going to be able to regulate your nervous system is through engagement. You must engage. In other words, the majority of us are completely shut off and disengaged from the world. We numb and we sedate ourselves. We use um, social media to numb. Okay, what I'm asking you to do is to, to listen, pay attention, and embody what I'm saying, and then engage. And when you engage, Brampton, ew, Kamloops, BC. Okay, great. Welcome, Wendy. I'm glad to have you. Where are you tuning in from? Nanaimo, yay, Caroline, love having you, north of Toronto. Where north of Toronto? Newmarket? Where are you? Tell me. I'm, I'm, I'm curious. So things are going to get worse outside there, but that doesn't necessarily have to mean that it gets worse inside here. And what are, if you've been following along, where are all of these symptoms of fear and panic and lack of safety actually coming from? Where are they coming from? I'll tell you where they're coming from. My phone is blowing up. Whenever you guys message or comment or whatever, my phone blows up. They're coming from a younger version of you. And there's a little, every time you get triggered, 
every time you read a post and you get triggered, every time someone rejects you that you perceive and you get triggered, every single time that's happening, you have, I'm gonna turn on the lights here, hold on one second. Beautiful, a little bit more light. Every time you get triggered, it is, what's happening is, it's your younger self screaming for attention. In fact, when I discovered that, I learned how to regulate my anxiety. Anxiety is something that, the reason why I'm teaching this to you is because I teach what I most needed to learn myself. I needed to learn how to regulate my emotions. I thought everything is gonna be fine when I graduate chiropractic school fuck this sucks here, there's too many exams, it's too hard, I'm gonna be free when I graduate. Fine, I can't wait for this to happen and then I get on with my life. Boom, I graduate, I start practice. <clears throat> Anxiety, how am I gonna get patients? My practice, I have all these debts, I have a hundred grand debt at the age of 25. <sighs> okay, I haven't figured it out yet, let me just try this. Maybe when I pay off my debt, that's when this fucking feeling's gonna go away and then I'll finally be happy, I'll finally feel safe, then everything's gonna be fine. Can you relate to that? Does that resonate with you? Can you relate? Let me know, can you relate to this? Is there ever a time where you thought to yourself that, okay, when that happens, then I'll be happy? Right now, you're probably delusionally thinking that finally when this, crisis is over and there I don't have to worry about this whole COVID thing and it's blown over and it's made its way through and then I'm back to my old life, then I'll be happy. There's another delusion. I'm here to tell you that that's not going to happen, number one. And number two, probably because that old life is finished. That old life the reality that you saw before, the, the way that things were before, can I just be back to the good old days? They weren't good old days. You were equally as miserable in another form. There was something that you were working, you know, that you were, that you were clinging on to that wasn't working and it was just as miserable. Stop thinking that it was the good old days. In fact, your ad adaptability, your resilience, and your ability to really step up and lead is all dependent on your ability to just let go and surrender to the control to the idea that you're supposed to have you're supposed to have some sort of control and certainty our journey of becoming trigger proof and emerging as a leader comes with making sense of these three ambiguities of life Okay, I want you to write these down. I want you to take notes of them. There's three ambiguities that we are here that once we really let go of, let go of control of, then we can then shine. We can create opportunities in these times rather than sitting there going, I hope I get my job back or my this back. I hope I go back to that old unconscious life. This is the opportunity for you to step up and lead a world of people that are going to start to crumble around you because of dysregulation and it, they're going to unravel. We will see an unprecedented case of illness. 
And it's just, it's not just that. You know what happens with illness. We are going to see post-traumatic stress disorder go through the roof. PTSD is going to post, you know, post-corona uh, stress syndrome. That's basically what's going to be happening. I guarantee you this is what's going to happen. And what's, what's the world going to need the most? It's an opportunity for the people, to heroes, to come in and help solve problems. People who are going to help other people heal. People who are going to lead the way to help people get themselves back into their hearts. I happen to do it through your nervous system because I'm a little bit of a geek. Uh, I'm, I'm a, uh, my, my superpower is my curiosity. I'm constantly learning. I'm, I'm, it's never enough. My parents are like, quit investing in all of this stuff and go put it into real estate. I'm like, no, 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 no. This is the real estate I'm investing in because in times of change, the learners will inherit the earth while the learned will find themselves beautifully equipped for a world that does not exist. My favorite quote right now, I pretty much quote it on every broadcast. In time, Eric Hoffer, in times of change, the learners will inherit the earth while the learned in their golden prisons, in the good old days golden prisons, will find themselves beautifully equipped for a world that does not exist. This is great news for you if you're willing to do the work. This is great news for you if you're willing to take on the responsibility and stop playing the victim and hoping that Donald Trump or Q will save you. This is your time to actually strip away everything that's not you and allow the real you to emerge so that you can serve from your heart and you have a unique service that's from your heart. Some of you have been posting your poems and you've been collecting like all these poems. You can serve people and create communities based on those poems. If you're willing to step up and let go of all of the imposter syndrome and traumas and then that causes the unworthiness that has you feeling that you're not you know, uh, worthy, <laughs> let's say, of stepping up and leading. You must answer the call. And then when the refusal of the call, which is, no, not me, as Neo would say, no, I'm not the one. And everyone's like, yes, you are. And his the journey through the matrix is about him finally acknowledging he just, the second that he realized that he's the one, he was able to freaking stop all those punches and make the bullets stop. And it was just the awareness and the knowing. I'm here to tell you as your Middle Eastern Morpheus that you are the one. That's why you're in this group. You're in this group because you chose to come in or somebody at, who absolutely loves the shit out of you had just invited you in and you're like, who is this fucking guy? It's like, who, who, do, who does this guy think he is? <clears throat> he really triggers me. <clears throat> what did we say earlier today? You missed a really good one. Your trigger is the the younger self the, the, you're, that you're confronted by a younger self that has yet to be loved by you. That's what a trigger is. What we've been living under the illusion that the trigger is about that other person and you're constantly, you see that, people who get offended, especially white women, no offense, White women are notorious, and I have a lot of 
pretty much 95% of my audience are white women. <laughs> I don't know why, why am I saying this? I'm so stupid. But yeah, it's a joke that <laughs> it's just, we're looking for things to get triggered by. We get offended constantly. Okay. And we blame the person for offense. That's offensive. Sure. Okay. Rather than looking and seeing what part of me that doesn't love myself and know myself and feel worthy of myself is at the effect of somebody else's opinion of me or opinion in general. The trigger that there that that's so offensive is revealing a part of you that you don't love. And that's so painful that you don't want to face it, that you're blaming the other person for triggering you. That's what we do. And instead of trying to go and create safe space, realize that safe space is a fucking illusion. And it's wiser to create a safe space in here. You're here as learning these tools because it's important for you to learn how to create a safe space in here. Because if you don't, you're going to constantly expect relationships. You're going to try and, you're going to try and get into relationships with people, which will never create a safe space here. And instead of getting into relationships or even spending time with people who are constantly bringing up that there's no safety in here, what you're going to do instead is you're going to go, I'm just going to avoid people. I don't like being around people. I don't really like people. <clears throat> uh, and then the interesting thing that happens is we go through a pandemic like this and it's like, oh shit, I really love, would love to have people. I People are great when, when, when you can create an environment where people can feel seen and heard and loved and feel safe. When I can create that in here first and then I can actually be the change for others. That's, that's magic when people are like around me with that, when that's going on. <laughs> Teresa, are you calling me a Karen? <laughs> Truth bomb. Hi. <laughs> Your trigger is the younger self confronting you that has yet to be loved by you. Yeah, Caroline, you fucking love that one. <laughs> that was big, huh? <laughs> I can hear Khaled's voice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm. Beautiful. It's good to have you guys, by the way. I'm offended. <laughs> White women. <laughs> Melissa, you're Portuguese. Okay, so you're borderline. You got you. You don't get offended that often. Yeah, you, you could. You're what you know. You're like one of the guys most of the time. You're like, hey, forgot about it, huh? Right? But maybe Chris will have a different opinion. I don't know. <laughs> so now that I've triggered you <laughs> and I've given you all this bad news, well, <laughs> I've completely gone away from my promise, which is to have you spend time with me and actually feel deeper and closer to your heart. Um, I'm going to now just get you to start thinking about gratitude. If you were on our earlier broadcast, the reason why gratitude is so important is this, and I realized this just today. Gratitude, most of the time when I'm writing in a gratitude journal, it doesn't feel fate. It doesn't feel real, right? And this is part of the thing that I, I preach to my clients is to have a journal and you're literally writing your gratitude in it every day and ideas. And so I'm grateful for this, grateful for this, grateful for this. And to be honest, most of the time that gratitude isn't actually genuine. It's just saying it just for the sake of saying it, which is better than not saying it at all or looking. 
But the exercise we did this morning, if you did it right, you had a different level of gratitude. And I discovered this hack of gratitude just through this whole process and just through teaching what I most need to learn. Just by doing the work, I have these revelations and now I integrate it into my teaching and it all comes down to under the umbrella of the overview method because as I'm learning more, I'm constantly adapting it. And the whole idea is to take the trigger, the fear, the uncertainty, the am I going to be okay, which was very familiar to me over the last two years after my breakup where I couldn't think my way out of the problem. And instead of sitting there trying to recontextualize it or do therapies, which don't work when you have a dysregulated nervous system, it's wiser to first regulate and get yourself out of that state of alarm in the body. Because once the alarm is out of the body, the fire alarm is off, now, whatever therapeutics you do, whatever cognitive work you do, whatever changing the story you do will actually land. But without it, you can keep changing the story, but that alarm, that deep state alarm, did I say the word deep state? Deep alarm state. <laughs> I've been watching too much conspiracy theory shit. I just said deep state. That deep alarm, We'll keep coming back and we keep having to do cognitive work and change the story and it just didn't work until I finally put I met Dr. Russell Kennedy He's now become like my best friend he's a neuroscientist and he's teaching me that all of this overview work up here is not gonna change here and then I started to do breath work and that just blew my fucking mind and I learned how to get into my body and I learned that if I just do that and focus on that bring down the alarm, the cognitive work comes a lot faster. It clicks, it lands. You see the duality and it's just like, my mind was blown. And so today I had an interesting, I just was, when I was walking around, uh, just enjoying and getting takeout from, from the restaurant, the ones, the ones that are still open, Persian restaurant, highly recommend you go to this one in Vancouver if you, you ever come. Um, I basically got on the phone with Diana and I said, you know what, and, and I want you to do this. This is, it was such a great idea. It was such a great idea. I want you to do this, okay? I want you to do this with other people. You have to call, you have to call a friend or uh, you have to do this with your partner. Imagine call, creating a conscious relationship with someone when you constantly are sharing gratitude for one another. And what that does is that it brings you into the moment. Okay, gratitude when felt in your body, not fake gratitude. I'm happy that no, 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 no. Gratitude when you go here. And if you did the exercise in the morning, there's pure gratitude. And I'm gonna give it to you later as well. I'm gonna do it again. And I'm gonna show you how to have genuine, authentic gratitude. It's a nervous system hack and it's fucking powerful. And I just integrated it. And so as I'm talking to her, we're both sharing what we're grateful for. It's a powerful thing. When you look at what you're grateful for, it brings you into the moment. And a funny thing that happens when you're in the moment, when you're in the moment, what becomes available is you're present. And now all of the, the danger that you saw before around you 
because you were in future I'm going to die, which was coming from past version of you that is unloved. So you're in past and future. You're not present. And in the present, there's amazing opportunities. But you can only see them if you're here. If I'm in past and future, I can't see any opportunities. If anything that I'm saying is giving you an aha, I want you to tap that and name the aha, okay? Because the whole design of this work that I'm teaching, it's kind of like this active meditation that's customized to your wounding. That's what the overview method is. It's an active conversation uh, methodology slash meditation slash awareness that brings you to your wounding and back into the present moment. And in the present moment, when you're embodied in the present moment, you can now look around and see how can I serve the present moment? That's what opportunity is. Opportunity is a service to the present moment. Opportunity is a service to the present moment. When you serve the present moment, you're opportunistic. You can be opportunistic, but not in a bad way. Conscious opportunism. <laughs> That's what this is all about. Becoming trigger-proof is all about becoming consciously opportunistic. In other words, it's a win for the people and a win for yourself. Why the fuck wouldn't you do that? A win for others and a win for you. A win for others. Why? Because your gifts get to be shared in that moment of opportunity. That's right. You have a gift. You have a gift that is going to help elevate the consciousness of people around you. Some of you are lawyers. I know that, you know, Caroline is a lawyer that works with uh, indigenous rights. I think, I think you're in that field. I don't know the specifics, but I know that it has to do with that. Now, that is an opportunity there right now. If you're present and you're not in your wounding, Caroline, you have an opportunity to upgrade your gifts for a changing need. Would you not agree that the needs and the problems have changed in the last month? Yes, there's been a shift of problems. For example, chiropractors now, dentists, their practices are fucked. All of a sudden, and by the way, I, I didn't see the pandemic coming, but I saw this coming 10 years ago. And that's why 10 years ago, I started the process of learning how to go virtual with my practice. And the interesting thing is, patients would come to me and I would adjust their spines to pr produce a transformation to their well-being. Simple, that's what I do. Now I do the same thing, but I do adjustments to you above the atlas vertebrae to produce a transformation of your well-being because I'm regulating your nervous system by adjusting the atlas above, here and here. Simply by adjusting the atlas where you're putting your, sorry, above atlas where you're putting your attention, where you're putting your attention, your focus of your attention, and helping guide you to bring your attention to the right place that's going to expand your health and well-being, I have a virtual chiropractic global practice right now. Now, every chiropractor around 
dentist, sorry, I can't help you unless you're really willing to become kind of like a deeper leader than just dental health. Go into dental mental. <gasps> mental dental. Oh! <laughs> oh, Jesus. See? Where did I come up with that? <laughs> that was an opportunistic moment that I got from, from being here and present now. <laughs> mental dental. Okay, so my new program, my new 12-week program is for dentists who are struggling to make ends meet. They come and learn how to create mental dental, okay, so that their crazy-ass patients can learn how to transform their dental health by adjusting their mental I don't know, just making this shit up. For four easy payments, come. My opportunistic ass is here to help you. Right. Okay. So immediately now chiropractors are reaching out to me and they're like, holy crap. And I'm like, well, why don't you learn how to kind of move your practice virtual? It's going to happen regardless. When you go back to the, when, when you're, you know, let's say three months, you're back, you're back into practice because it's going to spread worse. Right. So it's going to be at least three months, maybe six months. You're, by the way, your school, your kid's school is over hopefully by September. I'm just telling you right now, get used to changing your relationship with your kids because they're not going back to school for at, until at least September. It's just the way that it's going to be here, at least here. That's what's happening. I heard this. So they're out, out of school and they're not coming back until September. Okay. All right. So now is the time. Are you going to sit back in a state of fear Okay, are you going to sit back in a state of fear or are you going to be like, okay, I'm going to upgrade. The answer during uncertain times is to upgrade every fucking part of yourself. That's it. You either adapt and upgrade yourself or you play victim like most people are hoping that Donald Trump will save them. You get to choose. And so... I'm now all of a sudden over the last hour, two hours, as I was doing that exercise with Diana and I was doing this with her. I was trigger proofing with her. I was just having a nice conversation, sharing gratitude. And then what's your vision? I said, oh my God, I have this vision. Take out a piece of pen and paper. And I, we just started sharing back and forth the kind of life that we want to build. What do we want to do? What kind of a community do we want to have? And we started like from a place of gratitude, envisioning the future and serving humanity together and having this beautiful kid and having this place where we can have retreats at our home and learn. And so I can facilitate this method and teach people how to lead their own communities like twice a year, people flying in from all over the world to Victoria, British Columbia, and learning the, the, these methodologies so that they can take it back to their tribes. Adjustment above Atlas, nervous system regulation, healing through crisis. Like as part of your corrective care, as if you're a chiropractic patient, wouldn't it be cool if you had a doctor that was taking care of you here, but also doing like, group calls every week to help you with stress management, to help you with whatever um, 
you know, just different health topics because a lot of chiropractors, not enough, I think, but a lot of them love de teaching because doctor means teacher. They love educating. Connecting and educating is a big part. They love speaking and teaching, right? A lot of them do. The, some don't. They just, you know, they're afraid to get out there, put themselves out there like anybody else. And so wouldn't that be neat if you went to a chiropractor? Let me know in the comment section if you have a chiropractor that also provides um, – how is single parents supposed to do this This and work? Thanks, Nima, for your advice. Sigh. Yes, my opportunity is to help parents cope with their kids 24-7. Absolutely. Am I going to do – what the fuck am I going to do until September? Exactly. Leslie, that's it. What the fuck am I going to do? Yes, instead of sitting back like most employee mentality, hoping that someone's going to save them, the ones, the teachers that are going to do well are the ones that are saying, fuck the world telling me what to do. I'm going to upgrade myself and I'm going to see how I can use my gifts that I've been hiding, well hiding from the world, that the virus is forcing me to express through me. In other words, everything that's not you is falling away to a world that does no, no longer exist. And thank God, because tr truthfully, it's not a world, if you're being honest, that you really want to go back to. Be honest. Before this shit hit the fan, what wasn't working? What were you frustrated about? What were you not dealing with? Don't sit here. The only This is what we do whenever pre our clients, we're going through breakups and they're like, oh, I miss them. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right now, you're in a dark place, so you're looking back and you're only thinking of the great things, but you don't remember how fucking shitty it was. Thank God those things are falling away. Thank God the shitty parts of you can fall away. Not the shitty parts of you, but the, but the unconscious parts of you can fall away and uh, to, to emerge a part of you that is like, I'm going to express my gifts. I'm not going to hide my gifts. That's why I'm asking you to like, put your poetry, put your artwork, paintings, whatever it is. Now is the time to start to use all of these emotions to go in and express what's inside and create. And then create community, virtual, as well as physical, okay? You're going to have both. Thank God you have both so that let's say you go to your chiropractor and then every week they have a, a class that you can tune into, which then will evolve eventually to some deeper level coaching as, as the chiropractor starts to evolve, as the doctor starts to evolve. And I started having this vision in that moment afterwards, after I, my conversation with Diana, I went and sat on the beach and English Bay here in Vancouver and all of a sudden this idea came to me I was like oh my gosh like I gotta teach doctors other chiropractors or healers of any sort to move their practice part-time virtual to the point where they're actually or anyone lawyers whoever to actually incorporate the soul into their work you can't avoid it anymore. This whole pandemic is exposing our disconnection from our souls. Because the only thing that's going to take you through is a reconnection to your soul and your higher self. And the way that you do that 
is by going back and digging up all of those things that you've been avoiding. That little one inside of you that had big feelings, that had them stuffed down because of parents who didn't know how to deal with their own feelings who had parents who didn't know how to have them feel seen and heard, who had parents who had parents who had parents passed down from generation to generation. It's unavoidable. The world is coming to the realization that they can no longer hide from themselves anymore. This is great news. This is all for the better. The drawback is, yeah, it's a little inconvenient. That's what our clients say, but it's not. One of my clients was like, "Okay, this is." She was. It was really funny. She, sweetheart, uh, Greek, of course. Greeks and Persians are the most difficult uh, clients because Greeks and Persians have the deepest egos. You wouldn't tell by looking at me because obviously, you don't see any ego when you look at me because I'm perfect, right? But Greeks and Persians uh, really have. It's, it, here's why. It's a cultural narcissistic parenting because it's all about how good you look. It's all about looking good. It's all about being proper, right? So the shadow parts are uh, suppressed. So the child, when they express the shadow side, they're hushed or they're quieted or it's, it's attempted to be hidden. And that hiding of half of yourself breeds this anxiety and deep need for external validation because of that shameful self that you're trying to hide. So they're very big at hiding themselves. Extremely inauthentic. And it's not because they're arrogant or whatever. It's because they're terrified of being of the their other side being exposed because they were always because we I'll say we we were always raised to just be one sided <clears throat> and, and acknowledged and praised only if it was um, based on a performance. Okay, so it creates a narcissistic egoic kind of upbringing, right? And so and then when you have the kids, you're basically downloading, you're doing the same thing to them, right? And it just gets passed down. And so um, she basically said, all right, uh, I've been having anxiety and panic attacks. I was hospitalized a couple times. I'm anxious like crazy. A shit ton of traumas. I've been through a lot, but I'm a strong woman. I'm a strong-willed woman. Like nobody, like I'm very independent. I'm very strong. She's ticked off all the boxes, very successful in her work. Married, he ticked off all the boxes, but there was ultimately it wasn't they didn't really have an authentic connection because it was all based on the inauthenticity and unconsciousness of who you were all your life. So of course, when you get into a marriage like that, like I did, you expect the other person to see you when you don't know how to see yourself because of your wounding, and lo and behold, there was it's toxic and it breaks down, and now it's it, it, she's got all these health problems, autoimmune, all of this stuff going on, and now her anxiety's high. And then she says this on the call with me. She goes, "Okay, so here's the thing. I've now upgraded to get a Harvard course, okay, which is good. She's learning a lot. But why do you go? Why do you go and do that? Well, I don't feel complete, so I'm just going to get a Harvard diploma. I'm going to get a." Ivy League whatever diploma so that then I can feel more strength with myself, right? It's really based on ego, right? And she was very open with me and admitted that 
but yet she was saying that you know she's glad she's taken the course because she's learning stuff and it's opening her world which is great side benefit but here's the point I want I, I, I was like what is it that you want well I want to feel safe in my skin and comfortable I don't want to get triggered so easily that I just unravel and I'm in my head all the time and I just can't calm myself down and and uh, and, and really step up and be a leader in this time. I really want to, but I just can't because I'm in my head and I've completely lost my mojo. You know, one trauma after another that you haven't really processed will do that to you. So if you've been already going through that and then now you go through coronavirus, phew, your nervous system goes, fuck you, overload, I can't handle it anymore. So somebody, and then we go into ego, so somebody save me somebody this feels so shitty that i need somebody out there to take it away from me and that somebody doesn't show up and i'm one of the few voices that are here to tell you that that somebody is you that somebody to get rid of that can only be you and i've been telling this to my global tribe of self healers that you don't need a doctor to heal you. You don't need a, 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 a fucking savior. We're looking for saviors when the savior is in the mirror. Who, who, what pill or what doctor or what relationship is going to solve a problem caused by a feeling of unworthiness? What relationship is going to heal a condition caused by an inability to sit in your own discomfort, in your own thoughts? It's just, it, it can't. We must face them now. We must heal them now. And so in times of change, the learners will inherit the earth. And we're in times of change. This is the only the beginning of the changes. Yes, the school year is finished. There will not be school this year. It will it will be in it will be in September. At the very least, they're saying. So what am I going to do with myself? The question you're going to ask is who would who do I want to become? Who do I want to be? Who do I want to be at this time? I want to be I want to be the voice of of calm. I want to be the voice of regulation. I want all of the noise on social media to be able to be drowned out so that when people pay attention to this noise coming out of this mouth, they actually feel closer to themselves, more regulated in their hearts. Because that's the only thing that could save the planet. If just one generation took on this work to heal, to make a list of all of those woundings that were implanted from generation to generation and they said I'm gonna take one generation of people putting up their hands to go back and dig up all of those old stories and all of those old traumas and to recontextualize them both here and go into the body and feel all the feelings you've been avoiding all of this time and get in there and melt the polar ice caps of the ice wall around your heart because you didn't feel safe, 
to melt that and actually get into our hearts, empathy rises. And not just unconscious empathy. There's two types of empathy. Unconscious empathy, which is I'm going to abandon myself and completely fix and solve you so that I can be important and I can have an identity and I can avoid my own fucking work. That's unconscious empathy. Most empaths are there. That's what most people who say, I'm an empath. Yeah, the, most of you are unconscious empaths. I, I, did a, uh, I did a podcast interview with this woman. She's called, the, she's called the empowered empath. And I was like, I'm about to trigger you all, motherfuckers. <laughs> are you ready, empaths? <laughs> you empaths, <laughs> your best. I'm an empath's worst nightmare, yet I'm your road to actual healing. Because I'm here to trigger what's unhealed in yourself. And rather than saying I'm an empath and sensitive and leave me alone and that's, that's too offensive, you're wiser to go, okay, why does that offend me? What part of me does that bring up? What part of me does that asshole bring up? That's where healing comes from. It's not from hiding and avoiding. And my, my conversation with her was all about, look, you can't be an empowered empath at the same time as being a victim. You're either one or the other. You're either an empowered empath, which I'm going to tell you what conscious empathy is versus unconscious empathy, or you're a, an unconscious empath, which is a victim. Conscious empathy is... You've been listening to the Trigger Proof Podcast designed to teach you the most important skill necessary for a dramatically changing world, which is nervous system regulation. Becoming trigger-proof doesn't mean trigger-less. It means learning how to regulate ourselves to bring us back to center so that we can then be governed by our purpose rather than from our wounds. Anytime there's reactivity, there's a wound. And if you're curious and inspired to learn more, join us at Breathwork and Badassery or the overview experience and a combination of both actually helps you do the work. There's a difference between listening to a podcast and actually showing up live and doing the work with a badass community who's all about breaking cycles of intergenerational trauma. It didn't start with you, but it can end with you if you're willing to do the work. See you at the next perfect time this conscious empathy is me for example me standing here serving you and I'm tired like just before just before the call this call I thought to myself oh, I'm a little bit tired maybe they, I'm sure they'll understand they don't care I'm sure they'll understand if I just take Saturday night off because I've been going like five six days a week two calls but then I'm doing calls with people you guys are reaching out to me which I'm happy to do and we're also working Saturdays why not you know I'm, I get my fun in but I love being of service but conscious empathy is first holding the little one inside of me that felt abandoned so he adapted by becoming super duper entertaining for other people and loving the attention 
and going around saying, look at me, look at me, rapping and doing all that stuff. That's the little boy inside. That's this guy. Oh, geez, you guys are blowing the shit up. That's this guy. Let me. <laughs> That's this guy. And seeing him and being able to say, you know what? I see you and I know that you're a part of me. You are with me while I'm doing these broadcasts. That part of me is still there. Many of you can see it. In my work, weekend workshops, when we talk about ch inner child and all that, I put on my hammer. How many of you guys could see my little boy throughout the weekend? He's a fucking feisty little fucker. I love that guy. And my conscious connection with him to bring him along in all of my interactions, energetically, in my heart, physically, the bringing him along saying, I know part of this is for you. I acknowledge you while you're coming out there and gaining people's attention and for the purpose of serving and empathizing with what you're going through. But by first resourcing myself, that's conscious empathy. That's very rare. But when you're, when you're in that space of conscious empathy, you are fucking unstoppable and you don't lose your health. One of the, one of the great examples is Nikki, Nikki Burton, who one of our clients, every single, she's, she's an empath, every single um, Christmas, she would share, she's very open about this. She would share that she would get sick every Christmas. Why? Because old triggers will come up during the holiday season. If you had crisis during Christmas, you'll have depression during that time. This, we see it all the time with our clients. If you notice during holidays, during uh, anniversaries of deaths and stuff, your body will go into a state of alarm. Your hormones will be out of whack. That's all the dysregulation from an old previous trigger. In other words, <clears throat> the, the holiday season triggers an old wound. And so we had started work with her in October, healing those old wounds. And by, by November, December comes, she reports, she goes, Christmas came and went. I had dinner for like 50 people that I cooked and prepared all of it. And every year I would just collapse with an illness. This year, for the first time I was healthy. We had a handful of our clients in our community actually share the same thing. It was like, I didn't, get sick this Christmas for the first time. The sickness that you go through often, if you get sick, it's usually that younger self wanting attention. <clears throat> because often, if you were raised in an environment where things were a shit show, where you had to abandon yourself and take care of others just to feel safe, the only time that you would actually feel love and attention was when you were sick, well, guess what? You now have an unconscious programming that when you feel alone, when you feel a lack of love, you will unconsciously attract an illness so that you can finally, A, speak your boundaries when you don't know how to do it and get love. That's oftentimes where someone will manifest an illness unconsciously. It's not like they're doing it on purpose. It's an unconscious process. I started seeing this in my practice. I'm like, shit, there's a dynamic going on and they're completely unconscious of it and I want to shed light on that. And so 
people can completely heal. And I mean, I, there was there was one woman, uh, Val, in, in one of my events. She, when I told her this, I even said that. This is how fucked up this is. I even said that. As I said that, I said, if you're a kid and you only got attention when you were sick or whatever, you're going to unconsciously manifest it when you feel like you need love. When you're stressed, you're going to manifest it to get love. Your body is working for you. It's an unconscious strategy for you to receive love. When I said that, she bursts into tears and she goes, oh my God, now I figured out why I got migraines ever since I was seven. And since she put that together and she be, from unconscious became conscious, she would report, she goes, I don't get migraines anymore. Or they're like down by like 90%. How the fuck? It's the adjustment above Atlas. I used to think it was only just with a chiropractic adjustment. It's not. It's nervous system regulation. The reason why the chiropractic adjustment works is not because chiropractic is miraculous. It is. Chiropractic is, is the quickest speediest access point into your nervous system to help you regulate. It's perfect. But if you get your adjustment and then you go back to that toxic relationship pattern that's unconscious, you're going to be holding that pattern. There needs to be some evolution up here. It's not just here. You must make the unconscious conscious. You must adjust above Atlas. And so it's time for me to start teaching chiropractors this, that they can take this type of work, the overview method of it, because it's an integration of everything, and use yourself. That's the beauty of this. Whether you're a tattoo artist, whether you're a poet, whether you're a Starbucks barista, you can actually take this methodology and incorporate it using your creativity and become a leader of where you are. This is basically for leaders. So there's been some comments here. I'm fortunate I never get sick. I get headaches and now I go to sleep. Great. Hi, Jillian. Say that again. What is conscious empathy? Do you want me to repeat it again? Conscious empathy is when you hold your wounding as a priority before you look after somebody else. Okay. Unconscious empathy is... I'm going to abandon myself and my needs and become the fixer so that I can pretend to be so all about you. But in fact, unconsciously, it's giving me a sense of power. It's giving me a sense of importance. It's giving me a sense of, and the woman who it was interviewing me that the empowered empath, she was like, yep, that's exactly what I do. She owned it like a fucking badass. I'm like, you're one of the healed ones, aren't you? You fucking owned it. Whereas the ones who are blind and they don't own their wounds and they don't own their egos are blocking it, you're fucked. You're just going to keep getting sick until you tell the truth. And how do you know it's the truth? The truth will set you free, but first it will piss you off. Some of the things that I'm saying to you are triggering to you because it's the truth. There's nothing more triggering than the truth. The truth will set you free, but first it will piss you off. In, and it, in a room, when you're in a room, the one that's most willing to tell the truth is the most powerful one because 99% of the population is afraid of their truth. They're in hiding. I can see from your Facebook posts. 
I can actually, I can see from your Facebook profiles. There's, you always have a legitimate reason, but it comes from some sort of a fear. And that incongruency and that inauthenticity of you showing your true self is anxiety producing. Because deep down inside, your soul yearns to express itself fully. It deeply wants to, but it's too fucking afraid. So when we see people who are so self-expressed, it triggers the shit out of us because we wish we had that same power. Do you know what I'm talking about? Hit the, hit the like button or whatever if you, if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> this information is so good that I will need to watch this Q&A over again. Thanks, Laura. And here's the neat part about this. None of this is scripted. This is all, I call it a transmission. And here's the cool part about that is because you have that same capability. When you put yourself and you're fully resourced and grounded in who you are, you can show up as your most authentic self. And in that moment, that's your genius and you're serving from it. It's literally coming through you. I want you to write this word down. This is your authentic leadership. This is your goal for your upgrade in COVID-19 is to get to the point where you are through emergence, emergence, emerge. Okay, emergence means it's kind of like within an oak tree, within, a, within an acorn, there's an oak tree within you. You are an acorn and there's an oak tree within you. But in order for it to grow, we don't have to actually push it. You know what I mean? It actually will emerge naturally if we let nature take its course and we get out of our way. We get out of its way. The same thing is happening with you. When I realize that I'm a fucking acorn and there's an oak tree inside of me and all I need to do is to get my ego out of the way and step up as a Baha'i prayer says, Lord, make me a hollow reed from which the pith of self hath been blown so that I may be a clear channel through which your love may flow to others. Let me say that again. You want to write this one down, the hollow reed prayer. You want to really embody that. It's probably my favorite Baha'i prayer. I was raised as a Baha'i and it's like my favorite. I used to be a Sunday school teacher. I was born for this shit. <laughs> Except I wouldn't say shit in Sunday school. That's the only problem. That's probably why I had to move on from that and do this. Lord, make me a hollow reed from which the pith of self hath been blown so that I may be a clear channel through which your love may flow to others. That's what I'm talking about. That's a regulated nervous system connected to their soul through their wounding. The access to the soul comes through your wound. You know, it's, that's where the light comes in, right? There's a crack in everything. That's where the light comes in. We go into the wound. That's the overview method. We open and reconnect with that younger self, ex, exp, exp, you know, expressing what's inside as, as a communion with, with that younger self. Everything that you're saying to that wounded younger self that didn't know what to do, that was wondering, am I going to be okay? Am I safe? If you can hold space for that little one the way you would for your own child, with the same amount of love, all of a sudden, that safe, that unsafe feeling in your body, all of a sudden starts to open up and relax and feel safe. And now the alarm is gone. Now the subconscious isn't in protection mode. 
you now can implant all of the suggestions of worthiness, of possibility, but not until your fucking nervous system has gotten into a state of regulation. And in the collective, it's completely dysregulated. So nobody can see the opportunity. Few of us, you hopefully, if you're going to continue this path with me, that's my commitment to you is to bring you there into your heart so that the true voice that's within you that's just waiting to be emerged in a society that's all going to be traumatized by this because it's going to get worse you get to choose how you show up but you have to get over the story of scarcity you have to actually tap in to the source to understand that if you take care there's a there's a there's a covenant that that there is with 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 our creator with with source is that if you just Take care of you, step one, upgrade you, make yourself the most important thing because you're going to be at service for that thing, that little floating spaceship. And if you, and I remember, I was like, I'm about to invest in this uncertain time into expanding my events and learning how to, to delve deeper and my, my, find my voice and messaging and get the help and guidance to do that from mentors that really but I'm scared. I don't know if I can afford that. And it's like, I sat there and I thought to myself, if I truly did this for the sake of helping people and I, and I did it and I, and here's, here's the key. I can't bullshit that because you'll be able to feel it. There's the camera that's going on. You're listening to my voice. There's nonverbal cues in my voice, in my posture, in my eye contact with you. Most people, when they do a uh, video, when they watch video, I can tell. I can tell when someone's full of shit now because when most people do video, they do it like this. They're like, hey, so check this out. Look what's happening. I'm looking at myself. Here. How do I look? Most of you, most speakers and teachers, when they're, when they're delivering their content, they're going, okay, so here's what you're going to do. You're going to take deep breaths and you're going to – does that feel connected? But what if I look deep into your eyes? And I look into the camera as though I'm looking into the heart of a person sitting there. And I'm actually coming from here. And I'm coming from a regulated place. And you can feel it in my voice. It's unmistakable. It's inevitable. You take care of the, 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 the planet. Upgrade yourself so you can upgrade what you can serve other people. Serve to other people. And the universe will fucking take care of you. Why? It's, it's, it's self I mean, it's designed that way. It's designed to support. Mother Nature is going to support what supports her. That's it. That hollow read. I am here. By the end of this transmission, you're going to leave feeling inspired. You're going to be in your heart. You're going to be looking around and going, how do I serve? Where are the opportunities? Which maybe a couple hours, you're sitting there going, ah, if you're like most of us. I know I am too if I don't stay grounded and connected with my work and I let the unconscious mind and nervous systems of people that I don't want to be like infiltrate my energy field. I'm putting a quarantine of the, the contagion that I'm most uh, that I'm most concerned about is uh, content into my brain 
that's going to have me feeling less than connected. And I'm not doing this from a blinded perspective because I want to know what's going on and I want to hear it from credible sources and just the reality of what we can expect as far as the, the spread of this contagion. Like who's doing it? If it was a freaking chemical warfare or Bill Gates to sell more vaccines. Okay, that doesn't matter. That conversation doesn't matter. It doesn't change the reality of what's happening. I'd rather serve the people that are going to need me when this shit hits the fan. And I'm asking you to do the same. That's what this whole group is about. If you've been a sideliner and you're listening and you're like, okay, hopefully someone's going to save me and I'm just entertaining myself so that I don't get bored during these times, I'm asking you to fucking step up and actually throw away your old life because it's done. Your old life is done. And that's a good thing. This is great. We're not in control. We have no control. This is great. You know, this is like a kind of a Buddhist teaching. It's time to get into our spirit. It's time to get into our soul where this, with, with the soul, there's an acknowledgement of a lack of control that I'm not in control. All I can do is to focus on what I can control and that's what's going on inside of me. And when I do, con and I do work to regulate what's going on inside of me, all of a sudden I get present. I get into my heart and that crisis and, da and that danger, all of a sudden all I see is opportunity. I'm like, wow, I'm a conscious opportunist. Does that make sense? That's creepy. I'm so glad. <laughs> yeah, 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 you're talking about. I know, uh, Melissa, you're part of the Lightworkers. You've been, you know, I've had the pleasure of working with you and watching you completely transform from where you were at. And now you don't think I have a, every time I see one of your posts, I get a, like a beautiful chuckle inside going, at a girl, she kept going. You kept upgrading. That's the thing. You kept upgrading yourself. And now you are serving other people who need you the most. The question is, who's serving you? Where are you adapting? How are you upgrading what you offer? Because that's what we do. You either, you have two choices. Sit back and shore up in scarcity, which is what everyone's doing. Or you go all in with your upgrade. And trust that you're doing it for the right reason, which is number one, to heal you, because you can't lead people where you haven't been. Let me say that again. Got to write this down. You cannot lead people where you have not been yourself. And... I'm pleased to say that I've learned how to regulate my anxiety. I've learned how to understand and reparent my triggers and clear my shame and have intimacy and emotionally regulate and connect to my purpose. The most important skills you can learn to upgrade to. And now I've manifested an amazing relationship, put a ring on it. Well, I haven't yet because I haven't seen her since this happened. It was like, oh, I guess we'll do that. I was like, oh, okay. We're getting married in three weeks. I don't know if that's going to happen. There's another unknown. And we're just like, all right, we've invited like a small family. They might not be able to make it on from the ferry from Vancouver to Victoria. If it happens, it's just the two of us with a justice of a peace and two witnesses. Okay, great. And we got a baby due on October the 3rd. More unknowns. Cool. What do I have control of over who I'm being in that moment?
my hollow read. That's basically what, what I'm here to do. This is opportunity, agree. Does anyone have any questions? Has this been useful for today? Now, I wanted to talk about how you adapt. And the last part is gratitude, authentic gratitude. How do you, how do you access it? And I came up with this in a meditation and I'm giving it to you to practice every day. How do you adapt to this uncertainty? Here's what you do. Are you ready? And I want you to share this with your tribes. And I wouldn't mind if you, you know, make mention of where you heard this from and, and invite more people into this movement. That would be really great as a fair exchange because the fair exchange that I'm getting right now so far is the satisfaction that you're part of my mission and your messages to me that this is actually making a huge difference for you. That's what keeps me going in this fucking quarantine. <laughs> That's what's awesome about it. Are you ready? If you sit, here's the thing. If you sit down and journal, I'm grateful for blank. So here's what I want you to do, okay? I'll show you the difference. Are you ready for the experiment? I want you to write down what you're grateful for. Go ahead, let's do it. I'm gonna wait, okay? Grief process, yeah. Grieving old life pre-corona, yeah. What about grief in this process? Yes, okay, cool. I'll talk about grief. So here's what I want you to do. While I'm gonna go get some water, I want you to write down what you're grateful for, okay? Write that down. Okay, Laura, please remind me, yes, please remind me to talk about grief. This is very important, Laura, okay? By the way, Laura's in Toronto, yeah, Leslie's in Toronto, Brampton, same thing. I grew, actually, I came, to, when I first came to Canada, I moved to Brampton. What are you grateful for? Write it down. I'm not joking. Write down what you're grateful for because I'm going to show you the difference between writing it down and true gratitude. This is two-dimensional gratitude versus three-dimensional gratitude. This is the lesson for today. How do you adapt is by going from two-dimensional gratitude to three-dimensional gratitude. Write down what you're grateful for. For the neighbors I have, we've been a family this last week. So grateful that I have opportunity to really help people. Perfect. I'm loving this talk, me too. I'm loving having you here and sharing this with you, truly. I'm grateful for my home that I've lived in for 22 years with my husband, perfect, okay, great. What you just did when you did that is called two-dimensional gratitude, okay? Two-dimensional gratitude is great. It's better than fucking anger and uh, resentment, okay? By the way, essential oils throughout the day, Every time you can remember, nice essential oil. Everybody take a deep breath in as you're sitting there. Another thing when you're, by the way, you're gonna be, we're gonna turn you into a leader. Uh, another thing is just to remember um, the things. Hi everybody, hi guys. 
when people get on social media and they go, hey guys, how's it going? And it's like when I'm scrolling and I'm sitting on the toilet and I'm scrolling, it's like, hi guys. And I'm looking around, I'm like, I don't see anybody else. So when you're talking into the camera, and this is something I've been working on consciously, talk to one person. It says, you might talk to one person when you're doing this, by the way, because some of you are looking to expand your leadership. Some of you, you might be expanding your leadership. Um, so I am now consciously moving into the conversation with the camera as though I'm just talking to you as a one person. And instead of saying, hey guys, that's just kind of, it's just more, there's more intimacy that way. And this is what we're craving. We're in a disconnected society, so if you can upgrade your intimacy, you have an advantage over everyone in this changing world, in this world which is going to be even fucking more disconnected after this thing runs through. And we have all these deaths, and we have all these complete changes to the economy. People are going are gonna to want to have real connection because they've been so disconnected. So it's wise for you to learn how to upgrade your intimacy, which means getting out of your fear, like addressing your, not getting out of your fear, but facing it and addressing it. This is what, this is what we help people with like all the time. So now watch this. Caroline, you wrote down what you're grateful for. Okay. Leanne, grateful for being able to attend these live sessions. Perfect. Awesome. Okay. Now what I want you to do, and I'm grateful for your acknowledgement too. What I'd love for you to do is to now, what we're going to do is I'm going to take you through this meditation just quick because I already did one earlier today and it was a great one and I'm just going to do a quick one. But how do you separate two-dimensional gratitude from three? Now, here's what you do. You go back to your previous time where you had this complete disconnection, where you were in this unknown, let's say 10 years ago, 15 years ago, through a transition where you didn't know if you were going to be okay. Write down when that was. Write down when that was. And Antaya, yes, I'm sure you would be a great coach and you can't lead people where you haven't been. So the more you work on you and stop avoiding that work that's necessary, the faster and more rapidly you'll be able to merge into that new world. You have to face that shit though. That's the thing. You can't avoid. All right. So as you're writing, my divorce, perfect, 1996. Good. So what you're going to do in your, during your divorce or during that time where you just were like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to leave this toxic situation, I want you to go back there and sit with them that version of you, where they were, whether they were laying in bed, whether they're sitting in their room, just really like numbing themselves from the uncomfortable feelings that they were going through. Go ahead and um, go ahead and really like connect with them. Relax your body, become that kind of Charles Dickens, ghost of Christmas past. You kind of go and as that ghost that takes them, takes, to, takes you to that past scene. And what are the challenges that they're going through? What are the questions? And what are, what is the, 
what is the mystery going on in that 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 version's that version of you's mind I want you to go back there and really get connected to it okay back step stress perfect Antaya you're gonna go and you're gonna sit down with her on that step and you're gonna pretty much acknowledge all of her feelings like a safe space that all of them are welcome this is kind of like an active meditation that you can do when you're walking when you're showering whenever you get stressed you're gonna go back to a just like when you're gonna meet yourself there and you're gonna join yourself there you're not gonna make her wrong you're not gonna you're just gonna basically let her experience them and feel them and the one and you you're gonna want to put your hand on your chest and you're gonna feel it exactly as that one's feeling it you're gonna say I know how you feel I feel it right here with you and as you feel it you're just gonna sink into the relaxingness of it even though it's a state of alarm you're gonna now kind of acknowledge that you're safe and that all of the feelings are valid you're gonna sit and feel that horrible sense of am I gonna be okay is is this per are we gonna be okay am I gonna have to face the unthinkable and really see yourself there what if you were to communicate with them and tell them everything that what's the advice that you have for them how do, how should they handle it pay attention to what you're saying And now listen, what is it that you need from me? This is when you ask them, what do you need from me? And then you're gonna listen to the, to the voice. Ask them, what do you need from me? How do I support you? Now, listen. Really take it in and just embrace them and feel your body relaxing to the realization that you're safe and that you got each other and that you don't need anyone else outside of you because you're going to support yourself through that. And bring them along with you to where you are today and let them see all of the things and the blessings that are going on in your life from their perspective watch their face as you show them everything that they end up with that they were scared they wouldn't have really feel it what's the look on their face can you embody that because that's how you access true gratitude that my friends is far deeper than the two-dimensional writing the gratitude list that is a three-dimensional gratitude I want you to really feel that while that version of you looks around at all of the blessings you have in your life now how your life has changed from there
they didn't even think that they would make it this far. Yeah, you have your good days and bad. You have your not so great shit going on, especially with this coronavirus. But if you, they really looked at what you have, can you not see how blessed that they would feel you are? Drop that into your body. And now together, what are their superpowers and gifts that you would love to use moving forward? What would you love to create? What leadership, what gift would you like to share with your community? Not for making money, you don't have to worry about that yet, just for the sake of being that hollow reed. Feel into what that would feel like. See the images of that new life, that new upgrade that's completely authentic to who you are based on that old wound. What would that feel like to express your true self and have people actually elevate in their lives because of it? It's good to make money, but when I get a text message saying from a, with a baby photo, of a couple who basically were on the brink of divorce one year sooner, one year prior, but then start working with you and then end up going from wanting a divorce to now having an, another baby together. It's good to make money, but that shit's meaningful. What would that be for you using your gift? My gift is my ability to call out bullshit and help people learn how to manage their triggers to get to the truth by triggering the shit out of them, scaring them and holding them to a higher standard that they were too afraid to acknowledge or allow emerge through them. That's my superpower. What's yours? Beautiful. Beautiful, Caroline. Beautiful. Amazing. Now ask the universe for a sign moving forward. Just keep your eyes closed. That vision, just ask for a sign that leaves you with no doubt that your call is being answered. It's just so that you can learn how to trust and surrender with the current that's emerging through you. This is a time to deepen your spirituality. Spirituality just means state of consciousness. That's all this is. I'm so grateful for this virus because it's forcing me to consistently swim past my ego or fall into an abyss. <laughs> so it's like, it's make it's basically saying if you don't serve the world with your gifts Nima, I'm gonna make you suffer It's like oh shit, okay, so like I tell people this is this is my medicine just as it is for you This is my medicine is to give you yours it's to Energetically by the way It's a different medicine. I I have a 
tr that triggers me to actually use that language because I've for 18 years have been priding myself on helping people get off of that word and now I'm like okay it's a it's a lingo you you get what I mean you know and sometimes medicine is necessary fuck if you got some sort of virus or you know pneumonia thank god it's there for emergency situations thank god that's the value of medicine that's why he, that's why it's here it's time to kind of trust I believe it's time for us to trust our medical authorities now. Okay, this is whatever your opinions, let's trust that for emergency situations and say thank God you're there for emergencies. But the long-term health from autoimmune problems, from digestive problems, from chronic pains, medicine's fucking useless for those things. Those things are your responsibility. And if you think that just by taking a pill and that can give you a prescription for keeping yourself locked in those same old patterns, then you don't, you don't, it's not that you don't deserve to be healthy. You, it, it just makes sense that you're not. That's okay. It just makes sense. Like, let's make sense of everything here. And if you can make sense of your symptoms right now, as a dysregulated nervous system that comes from an old wound, then you have an advantage because now you have conscious awareness and if you're conscious, then you can choose. I'm here to tell you, you can choose to widen the space between stimulus of your trigger and response. And the work that you do, that you invest the time and the effort and the resources to learn how to expand that space will expand your fucking world. It has for me. And now I have relationships that I absolutely cherish because we can all be honest around one another because we don't hide from the truth because we don't run away from our triggers. We run towards them. I'm so grateful to be able to share this with you. Are there any questions? Medicine bundle, you can ask someone to, you can add to someone's toolkit. Yes, but it's a gift. Perfect. Perfect. Patient. Good, good, good. When the medical model told me physio and play therapy was needed, I delved in my culture and spirituality. The kiddos became grass dancers and did physio and play therapy together in a new site. A non-medical model. Beautiful, beautiful. Calm in the storm. You say Antaeus and the work. Take. Antea. Antea. Okay, got it, got it, got it. All right, good. It's your fault for having a confusing uh, thing. It's not my fault. I'm the victim. To, to, to Antea, Antea, okay, got it. Instead of Antaya, Antea, got it. All right, pardon me. <laughs> Nima's not that easy. Romani, every time I'm being interviewed on a podcast, they're like, could you help me with the pronunciation? I'm like, Dr. Nima Romani. I can't wait for the time where, it's coming soon, where I'm being interviewed and they're like, hi, Dr. Nima, we don't have to, ask how you pronounce your name anymore. It's like, this is what it is. So that's coming soon. Already, like I'm being interviewed by podcasts. If you know somebody that really needs to hear this message and has an audience, put me in touch with them. I would love to get on their podcast um, and share. Um, hopefully this was valuable to you. Let me know what your biggest takeaway was in this, in this lesson. Let me know. Uh, it's all my fault. Nailed it, babe. <laughs> yeah, it's all my fault. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> See my married name. Oh, my God. Yeah, that must have been fun. <laughs> so 
Um, what, uh, what was your biggest takeaway for today? What was most relevant to you? What landed for you? Um, and here's the next part. What three to four people that you really love that you know would benefit greatly and are really needing the support? Who's dealing with some stuff that really needs the support and you know it's coming from some old wounding? Bring them into the tribe. Bring them into the community. Have them practice with us and contribute with us. So let me know who that was. Go ahead and do that right now and uh, tag them. And uh, let me know what landed for you. Was that useful for you? Uh, send me a DM with uh, any questions or if you want to chat or you want some personalized kind of guidance and really going all in for the upgrade for the upcoming whatever and you want to find out more about this um, kind of community development kind of inspired leaders type of mastermind that I'm creating uh, if you're really ready to upgrade and you know make something of yourself that that you can look back on and go holy crap, that coronavirus thing was the biggest catalyst to my leadership where I'm actually sharing my authentic voice in a way that actually lands for other people with some amazing tools and being able to see other people and, and really have them feel seen and heard and loved and really be able to face my fears because I went and turned around and healed all of those old woundings that stopped me from believing that I'm worthy of it. Does that make sense? I'd love to hear. Great to have a laugh. My sweet neighbor needs this. My friend Tamara and my girlfriend Gail love today's talk. I'm definitely on a shift. Can you have, have you noticed that by following along, thank you, have you noticed that by following along, you've been noticing a difference? What have you been noticing? Yes, you want the catalyst. All right, looking forward to, to helping serve you. All right, anyway. That's it for me. Hopefully that you got something out of that and uh, see you at the next perfect time.